Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Do you ever feel frustrated? Well, your dog does. Frustration occurs when an animal is interrupted in reaching their goals. Unfortunately, this occurs all too often in the modern world when a dog's goals do not align with those of their human companion. This can be a source of distress for both you and your dog, but it can also lead to the development of problem behaviors and can damage the relationship that you have with your dog. But we have answers for you. Join us for a two-day in-person seminar October 5th and 6th with instruction by Daniel Shaw. Daniel Shaw is an animal behaviorist with a background in animal behavior, psychology, and neuroscience. He will be talking about what frustration is and how it can be identified, the difficulty of conventional approaches in resolving frustration, what influences the value of rewards, as well as supporting frustrated dogs and building frustration tolerance. You can buy early bird tickets now until August the 5th, and be sure that you join us for our pre-seminar social Friday evening where you can meet Daniel and the Dog Speak team. We look forward to seeing you October 5th and 6th in Nashville, Tennessee for the Neuroscience of Resolving Frustration in Dogs seminar. Hey guys, and welcome to the Dog Speak podcast. I am Nikki Ivey, your host. I am thrilled that you are joining me to talk puppies, dog training, real life manners, and more. Be sure to check out our Facebook page as well as our website at dogspeak101.com. Hey guys, I hope you're having a wonderful week. I hope you've had a chance to get out and enjoy the beautiful weather if you've had it. Hope you've had a chance to work with your dogs, educate yourself on becoming a better pet parent, and I'm really glad that you've joined me today to talk about this. Now, this conversation that I'm going to have with you, uh, unfortunately, Gray is not here to have this conversation with me, and I really wanted to have it with him, but he's on vacation this week, so he's kind of left me here to do it on my own, and I knew I needed to put out a good episode this week because we missed last week. So this has been on my mind a lot, and I'm really not sure exactly where I'm going to go with it, but I do know that there are some connections that I want to make. So bear with me as I just really express the thoughts that I have in my head and how I feel like that this topic uh, can make a difference in the relationship you have with your dog. So this week, I want to talk about uh, does the relationship that you have with your dog mirror the relationships that you have with the people in your lives? So what does that really mean? What does that look like? Well, I guess when I'm when I'm thinking about relationships, you know, to develop a relationship, you've got to have communication and communication kind of starts everything. If you don't have communication, you're going to have a really hard time developing trust and trust is essential when it comes to relationships. And so with that communication, we have to talk about, well, are we communicating clearly? Are we not communicating clearly? Are we misinterpreting what uh, we are trying to communicate or or the, is a person misinterpreting what we're trying to communicate? Are we not being clear enough? Um, does this person see something different 
than I do, therefore communication is off. Um, does the dog see something different than I do? Does that throw the communication off? Well, the answer is going to be basic yes to that. Um, people are going to see things differently than you. They're going to hear things differently than you. Your dog is going to see things differently than you. Uh, your dog is going to hear things differently than you. And so it's important that when we are developing this relationship, whether it be with a two-legged or a four-legged, um, we have to make sure that our communication is clear. Right, so ask yourself, this is going to be all about you guys today, on asking yourself these very important questions, and I really want you to think about it. I don't want you to just off the cuff answer it. I really want you to think about it. And the first question would be, does your dog trust you? Think about that just for a second. Does your dog trust you? You know, when I was doing search and rescue, uh, one of the big uh, things that we would always say when we are working our dogs is to trust your dog. And I mean, you would find t-shirts all over the place that was in search and rescue that said, trust your dog. Because the thing is, when, when we were doing search and rescue, you couldn't see the odor that the dog was picking up. So you just had to trust that they knew what they were doing. And many times, handlers would remove their dog out of an environment because they didn't think there was anything there and they wouldn't trust their dog. And even though their dog was trying to tell them they needed to go somewhere. Um, real quick story is uh, we had a missing elderly woman and she walked with a walker. She wore glasses. Uh, she was probably, I think she was 91 and she left her home with her little doggie she did not have her walker, and I don't even think she was wearing her glasses. And she lived in this area where there were some very steep hills, very steep. And this was in the middle of summer, uh, and it was really hot here. And uh, when I was doing search and rescue, we were out searching, and there was an area that we really wanted to cover that was up very steep hills. And my supervisor at the time said, Nikki, why are you going up there? This woman's 91 years old with a walker and she doesn't even have it. There's no way she's up there. Well, knowing how people are with dementia, and we knew this woman had it, uh, we put our dogs out there. And we trusted our dogs in them knowing what they were doing. If I had to use my human brain, I would think there's no way this woman crawled up this hill or walked up this hill as we were struggling. Sure enough, we found her on the bottom of a hill where she had walked up the hill and then slid down the other side of it with her doggy. And if we had only trusted our instincts um, as far as our knowledge of, well, there's no way an, an elderly person could walk this area, then we would have never found her and it would not have been a good ending. Uh, instead, we trusted our dog. We trusted the dogs, and we found the lady, and we got her to safety, and it was wonderful uh, because it's about trusting your dog. But in turn of that, I want to know, does my dog trust me? What does that look like? Well, when I trust my dog, I trust that they're going to do the things I've taught them. I trust that they're going to make uh, pretty good choices. I trust that they will be responsive to the things I ask them to do because I've put in the work. When my dog trusts me, they know they can count on what my behavior is going to be, regardless of the environment. The expectations that I have for them don't change 
just because my environment changes. Uh, so they trust me in knowing that they can count on me no matter what happens. And I know I can trust my dog, but for some different reasons, right? Do I trust my dog to come soothe me when I'm feeling bad? Not necessarily. My dog may not really know how I'm feeling, right? But I know I can trust my dog to be responsive. If I ask them to come cuddle with me, I'm pretty confident they will do that. So trust goes both ways. If you don't trust your dog, if you don't trust your dog to be responsive to the things you ask them, why? Why do you not trust them? Well, I'm pretty sure the simple answer is that, no offense, but you've probably not put in the work. You've not put in the work to teach them what you want, which means that if you don't trust your dog, then more than likely they don't trust you. They don't trust that you're going to be there for them. They don't trust that the expectations stay the same regardless of the environment, regardless of your mood, regardless if you had a bad day at work or a good day at work, right? So trust goes both ways. But when we, again, when we talk about trust, how do you get that? Well, you start with communication. All relationships start with communication. Very hard to develop a relationship if there's no communication. So my question is, the way that you communicate with your dog, is it similar to the way you communicate with people in your life? And I'm just going to use a significant other as an example because I think that's the easiest. You uh, take this to whatever type of relationship you have, but I'm going to use significant other. I think it's just easy. So one of the biggest questions is whenever you are uh, maybe working with your dog or training with your dog or just living with your dog in general, what are your expectations? Do you know what those expectations are? And have you communicate, excuse me, communicated those clearly to your dog? Now, maybe you think you have. So if you have, is the dog being responsive? Because unlike significant others, no offense to all significant others, I have a wonderful significant other, but it's sometimes it's not... Uh, it's not in our nature to always be prepared to meet those expectations immediately, like dogs. That's what makes dogs so special. Because when we ask them to sit, they're like, okay, what do you got? You know, but if we ask somebody in our life to do something, we may not get the immediate response. And that's okay. But what I mean by this is, do you make your expectations clear? Does your dog know what to expect? Does your partner in your life know what to expect, right? Or, or are you just trying to use your psychic ability to do mind control in hopes that they read your mind and know what you want in any given situation or circumstance? So if you're saying, well, you know, maybe I've not made my expectations very clear. If you've not done it in a relationship, then you probably have not done it with your dog. Now, that's not saying everybody. It, it could be very easy that people are like, I just like my dog better, you know, which is fine. And maybe you have made things clear to your dog because, well, they love you unconditionally and it's a better relationship. Well, if that's the case and you have made your expectations clear and you've got such a wonderful relationship with your dog, then why not try doing that in your life with your two-legged friends, your two-legged significant other? Make your expectations clear. Right? So that is one thing that you can do to change the relationship, whether it's two-legged or four-legged, is you set those expectations and you make it clear. You communicate it clearly. You know, if somebody says, 
uh, to you, look, I know you're having a bad day. What is it that I can do for you? And if you look at them and say, I don't know, well, then you can't blame them for not doing anything. When you say, I don't know what I want, you cannot blame the two-legged or four-legged for not knowing what it is they need to be doing. Therefore, you can't get mad when they don't do it. What do you want your dog to do when someone knocks on your door? I don't want you to tell me what you don't want your dog to do. I want you to tell me what you expect your dog to do because knowing what you don't want doesn't clearly communicate to your dog what you want. So that's really important. You've got to be clear. But the first thing, it starts with you. Know your expectations. Know your expectations from your dog, your significant other. Know those expectations and communicate those clearly. That will immediately begin a new and fresh relationship and that trust can really start building and your dog can learn to trust you. You can learn to trust your dog because you've set the expectations and you've communicated it and you've helped them learn. So with the dogs, you, you show them, this is what I want from you. I'm going to reward you for this. And that expectation never changes. Therefore, you can trust me in this situation. Okay, so that's one big thing that you can do. The other is, uh, are you short-tempered? Are you on edge with two-legged and four-legged? Do you find that you snap easily uh, to your significant other when you've had a bad day? Now, your significant other can understand that you've had a bad day, and they understand that sometimes they get snapped at because, well, you've had a bad day, and they're the other person in their life, in your life. But when you snap at your dog, they don't understand that. They don't understand you had a bad day at work. They don't understand that the boss took advantage of uh, you working, you know, extra hours. Dogs don't understand that. What they want to know is, can they trust you? Can you, can they know who that person is walking through that door every day? Can they trust that? Or are they walking on eggshells, not sure which person's going to walk through that door? Is it going to be fun mommy, loving mommy, or mad mommy? Which one is it going to be? Is it going to be loving daddy, uh, dominant, I want to put fear in you daddy? And don't, I don't mean to say that, that men are the only ones that do that, because I see it across the board from both men and women, you know, but I want my dog to know that I'm going to be the same person walking through that door, that my expectations are the same, that uh, I feel the same towards them. I may not be in the mood to sit down and pet on them for 20 minutes. And if that's the case, I'll pet a little bit and say, okay, thanks guys. All right, go lay down or go play with your brother or whatever the case may be, I give them something else I want them to do, right? Now, you're not always going to be perfect at this. I know I'm not always perfect at this. Uh, sometimes when I've dealt with dogs all day long, and I've had some really rough cases and uh, where dogs are trying to bite, and um, or I've had to help family members make a, a hard decision, sometimes I come home and, you know, I don't want to spend a lot of time cuddled up with my dogs. And, uh, you know, it's... Uh, it's fine. I don't feel guilty about it, but I don't try to just, you know, I don't snap and, and take their head off because I'm not in the mood because that's not fair to them. Um, and I need to make sure that they can always trust that I'm going to be the same person. So ask yourself, you know, am I short tempered with my dog? 
If I am, why? You know, is my dog doing something that I don't like? Well, okay. Have I communicated what I'd rather my dog do? All right, if not, I got to get back to my, you know, to myself and say, okay, that's my fault. I got to deal with that. So my communication is broken down. The other thing is, do you try to be the dominant one in your relationship? So do you try to be all in charge? Like what I say goes. Are you trying to do that with people in your life? And do you try to do that with the dogs in your life? And if so, how's that working for you? All right, so uh, I don't believe it's going to work real well because when people try to dominate, it's more of just do as I say and do it right now. Don't ask questions. Um, but it's also not allowing uh, another person or the dog to be them. And that's not fair. That's not a, a healthy relationship. So it's not about being a, you know, being dominated or being, excuse me, about being um, dominant. You know, maybe it's about being a clear leader where that 51% I get final say-so because I've set the expectations and you can trust that I'm going to be your rock and I'm not going to change. And if you need more help on the leadership, please go listen to that episode about what it's like to be a true leader. It has nothing to do with being dominant. That's an old myth, old school, throw it away. And if you ever come across a trainer who says that what your dog is doing is trying to dominate you, run. Fire them, run. Dogs don't sit in your lap to try to dominate you. That is the most ridiculous thing in my, I have ever heard in my life. Dogs don't try to go through doorways first to dominate you. Dogs don't walk ahead of you to dominate you. That is, that is the biggest load of, of uh, myth. I'll just be nice. It's just run. Dominant has nothing to do with being in a good relationship. And what I'm talking about here is a relationship with whatever organism it is that you're having a relationship with. A dog, a human, a cat, a plant. I mean, you know, we need to really look at ourselves and we need to ask ourselves, what are we doing that is either making things successful or not making things successful in our life? Two-legged, four-legged. What are we doing and does that two-legged or four-legged trust me? Am I communicating clearly with my expectations? Do I know what my expectations are? And if you start thinking about these and you start writing some things down, write things down. We have, we've missed out on this writing things down. There's nothing I love more than getting a pen or a pencil and a notebook and writing things. I'd much rather do that than, than type it up on a computer. I love to write because it gives me very clear. I can look at it all without scrolling. I can look at my paper and I can see very clearly what it is that I've written. So write these things down. Write down your expectations. Write down the commands you want to teach your dog and what those behaviors look like. Write down what you can do and what changes you can make to ensure that your dog trusts you. If your dog runs away from you on a regular basis, then you may want to look at that trust. If your dog is fearful of something and runs away instead of to you, ask about trust, right? So I really want you to grasp this because training and teaching your dog starts with a relationship. Relationship starts with communication. Communication allows trust to develop. 
If the communication is not clear, trust cannot develop. And it's important that you learn how to communicate clearly with your dog and be respectful on how your dog is communicating to you. So thank you for hanging out with me on this one. I have, I've actually started this episode about 12 times and I have stopped within a few minutes and just deleted it because nothing was coming out right. This is something that I have really been thinking about for, for the last probably week, week and a half about does your dog trust you and, and is your relationship with your, with your dog mirroring the relationship you have with the humans in your life? And I just think it's important if we want to be successful in having a great relationship with the dog and teaching the dog and training the dog and having a well-behaved dog, it starts right here. So reflect within yourself this week. That's my challenge to you. Reflect within yourself. Write things down. And if you've had a rough time and you've not done such a good job at communicating, well, you can change and you can start fresh. I can tell you that I've always not been um, a great dog owner. When I had my first dog as an adult, I did everything wrong. I expected my dog to do things without me teaching them. I expected my dog to be perfect and to know what I wanted and to read my mind and just know how to act because that's what I thought it was all about. And I was miserable. My relationship with that dog was miserable. And fortunately, it changed. And we had about... 13 of her 17 years was wonderful because I changed my attitude towards her. And she was a great dog. She was very hard and very stubborn. I loved her. She lived to be about 17, and um, she was a great dog. But I had to change myself in order to have that wonderful relationship with her. So I get it. I've done things wrong. But you can change, and, and I continue to improve every day, and you can too. So be thinking about these, these things. And I would say that probably my relationship with my significant other, my wife, has probably improved my relationship with dogs. Uh, in previous relationships, a lot of communication was very loud and not necessarily clear and appropriate. And it's very rare that communication in my house today is loud. It's very rare. Uh, it's very clear in communication and it's made me a better dog trainer and it's made me a better dog owner and of course it's made me a better partner uh, because the communication has changed and I really hope that for you guys and I hope that you can develop that relationship that everybody really wants with their dog that's why they get a dog because they want that relationship so I want you to have that relationship I want your dog to be happy I want your dog to trust you I want your dog to be well behaved I want you to be able to take your dog places And I want you to be successful in training and teaching. I want you to be successful in all the things that we have given you you to educate your dog and teach them to be better. So reflect on that this week. Get out and work with your dog. Check out the videos that we have on the website. Um, We don't have anything real new lately. Uh, Now that things are starting to open up a little bit, we are really super busy. And uh, so we may be doing podcasts every other week uh, just for a while. But uh, hang in there with me. Again, we would love, love, love to hear your recommendations on an episode. Um, I would love to hear what you would like to hear Gray and I talk about. We had some really good feedback on 
Gray and I uh, talking about our top five behaviors. We had great feedback on that. So we would love to hear more of your ideas and what you would like to hear Gray and I talk about. So please shoot us an email, info at dogspeak101.com. Like us on Facebook and send us a message there. Uh, But let us know. We want to hear from you because we want to give you content that not only can you enjoy, but you can really learn from. Uh, Because this is about education and everything that we talk about is about to make you a better dog owner so that your dog can be a better dog and a better member of the society. So check that out. Also, if you're local, we have some new packages available for training. We have a brunch package uh, where we will take your dog to teach them how to be on a patio and how to be at, um, you know, a a cafe. We also have um, plans that we could take them to a brewery or anywhere. We can just hang out uh, with other people. We can train your dog to help them with that. We can also help your dog learn how to be a good hiking partner. So we have an adventures package as well. Check the website out for that. Shoot us an email if you have more questions. Uh, We would love to hear from you, and we really appreciate you guys tuning in. Please, wherever you listen, if you will give us a rating, we would appreciate it because we want others to find our podcast as well. We want to reach as many people as we possibly can, and please share our podcast with others. And I think that people that maybe not even have a dog, uh, they could learn from our podcast as well because what we're doing is always changing you in order to change your dog. So I love you guys. I appreciate you more than you know. I hope you're staying safe and we would love, love, love to hear from you. Guys, have a wonderful and blessed week and I will see you soon.